Welcome to the Lock Sportscast, episode number two, breaking the rules and getting the belt. In today's episode, we've got the Lock Sport rules, a Lock Sporter that broke them, the Lock Picking Karate Belt System, a new Black Belt Picker, and more giveaways. All right. Welcome back. If you were with me on the first episode, if not, welcome. I want to start by thanking everyone who uh, contributed to the news and information in this episode. And I want to uh, thank everyone that gave me uh, suggestions and encouragement. It's uh, all very much appreciated. Uh, Some news channel related today. We have a YouTube channel called The Lock Sportcast. Uh, it's just the audio version of the podcast put up on YouTube. Uh, at this point, I don't really have any plans to do a serious video. I might at some point put some uh, appropriate video to match the podcast up there. Maybe if I get really brave, I'll video myself, but it's not really the focus of this. This is meant to be a audio podcast for those who want to listen when they can't go to YouTube. There are other sources for this information if you are always on YouTube. But um, it was a request. Uh, it was actually requested by Southampton Lockpicking Club, and they have been extremely supportive in my endeavors so far, including the podcast I started with my wife. And I don't think without that support, this podcast would have happened. If you're interested, the channel is called The Lock Sportscast, and you can go check it out. And make sure to check out Southampton Lockpicking Club on YouTube. Great, great supporters of the community and uh, some good videos on there. So please go over there and, and go check them out and subscribe if you're not already. Uh, first up today, we have the Lock Sport Rules. Uh, there are a couple rules that are held by the community, and they're there for a reason. And I kind of want to go over them and explain why I think they're needed. And it will help as we move into the next story. So rule number one, never pick a lock that you don't own or you do not have permission to pick. This is an important one because picking a lock you don't own or have permission to is not only rude, it can be criminal. And it paints a bad picture of the lock sport community. If you're, even as a joke, you're picking your lock, uh, your friend's locker lock and doing something in there or something like that. It breeds mistrust, I think, in people's minds, lock sporters being nefarious. So I, I think that's a very good rule to have. Rule number two, do not pick locks that you rely on or that are in use. Reason for this, locks can be damaged uh, or flat out broken if they're picked or too often. If they're picked incorrectly, you turn some locks too far, they drop their pins. You can induce extra wear, which make the lock less reliable when you need it. So practice on locks that are meant for practice. That's the basic idea behind that one. And, And don't damage your working locks or other people's working locks. 
So now that we've got the rules, the two basic rules down, I have a story here submitted by a heavy metal badger on my Discord of a lockpicker that, however well-intentioned he was, he broke the rules. So the story is uh, from Paris. It's Paris's unlikely superhero is saving people from confinement by picking the locks on parks. I'm not going to go into great detail. I'll have a link to the, the actual story in the show notes, but the basic gist is Paris is starting to open back up, but the city officials are refusing to unlock the parks that have been locked during their uh, lockdown. So people are cooped up in their tiny little apartments. They want to get out. They want to go to the parks but they're unable to. So a gentleman who has been leaving handwritten notes has been picking the locks open to allow people to go into the parks. And uh, he claims to be a hobby lock picker who makes a honest living from a normal job. says, uh, Paris apartments are very small. We are supposed to be coming out of lockdown, but everything is closed. So here's my take on this story. Regardless of your political viewpoint, as I'm trying to avoid politics, but regardless of your political viewpoint on the lockdowns, whether they're appropriate, whether the parks should have been unlocked, here is a self-described hobby lockpicker picking government locks off of government parks. He's not only breaking rules one and two of Locksport, he's also breaking the law and he's agitating government officials. Those government officials can push for legislation to make Locksport difficult or even illegal. So I don't, (laughs) this is a dangerous situation uh, and it could be a, could be a slippery slope that could get us in a, situation we don't want to be in. How about that? Now, a lot of locksmiths don't have a great view of locksport to begin with because they think that we're the type that would do this type of thing without the ethics attached to the locksmith community. And this type of thing, even one occurrence like this, in their minds proves them right it just can cement people in that viewpoint and that's bad for locksport in general. So please, please follow the rules. Don't break the law. Don't break the rules. They're there for a reason. If we want to keep locksport alive and healthy, we need to make sure that we follow the rules. On that same front, I've got a couple more news stories. I was watching, uh, the live stream with Deviant, Bosnian Bill, Lockpicking Lawyer, and Lock Noob. And one of the things that was mentioned was that there's no real evidence that criminals ever pick locks. And while these stories don't specifically prove that anybody was picking locks, I have a story here from uh, Oregon, my state. Two arrested, police searching for victims after stolen items, meth, book on lock picking, found in a car in Happy Valley. 
the basic story, these two gentlemen, Casey Lee Murphy and Christopher Dwayne Holverson of Wilsonville, Oregon, were busted trying to break into people's cars. And in their vehicle, they found, among many other items, a lockpicking kit, a book on lockpicking, bolt cutters, and drug paraphernalia, and some what are apparently other stolen items. Now, we don't know for sure whether the lockpicking kit and lockpicking book were theirs, or if there's something they stole out of somebody's vehicle, and there's no indication that they actually were picking any locks at this point, at least not in this article, but... It raises an eyebrow, at least in the, the, the minds of officials. And here's a second one. Feds charge Washington state man for smashing Wilmington police car during Floyd protest. So when police uh, arrested him, they uh, found his cell phone, driver's license with his real name, a six-inch knife, a 30-piece lock-picking kit, and a backpack full of fireworks. He denied picking any locks, looting, or setting off any fireworks, but did say that after his initial rest and release on Saturday, he used his laptop to remotely lock his phone, which was in police custody. So he was going out, apparently with some intent. Now all these people are just currently accused. Nobody's been convicted, but... It appears he was going out during the the looting and the rioting, and he had a set of lock picking kit of lock picks on him. That again doesn't look good. I don't know if he was part of the locksport community or not. So when you hear people just make a blanket statement that lock that criminals don't pick locks, uh, I think. We need to be more realistic than that. It appears they very rarely pick locks, but I wouldn't go as far as to say they don't. Because if once you put a definite on it like that, when somebody can pull up a story like this, they can pretty much discredit your entire argument. So I think rather than saying criminals don't pick locks, we should be more practical and say criminals rarely pick locks. Just my thought. Take it as you are. Let me know what you think. Uh, I'm not an authority on this. Just, just your average hobbyist. All right. So let's uh, move on to something a little more fun. Uh, I'm sure several of you know about the uh, lockpicking Reddit and uh, Lockpickers United Discord. They have a karate belt flare system. The system is kind of a way to guide and keep track of your progression from a basic beginning lock picker to an extremely skilled lock picker. And you might even say expert lock picker at the very top because there are actually levels you can go to beyond just black belt. They have a Don system, but that's something that is for another day. But today I thought I would go over the basics of the lock picking karate belt system i'll just read you what their description of each belt is a basic overview of the requirements and the types of locks that you have to pick to get that belt in this system it's ordered 
basically like your typical karate belt system. The colors are the same in the same order, all that stuff. As far as I understand, I don't do karate. I wouldn't know for sure, but I looked it up and it looks like most karate systems use this basic layout of belts. You start at a white belt and the description goes something like this. This is the beginning of your journey of self-discovery that will test the limits of your mind, body, and spirit. Your belt is white because you are like freshly fallen snow, pure, true of heart, and ready to be molded into a lock-picking machine. Now, to get this belt is pretty simple. The requirements are you have to pick any lock with any tool and provide photo or video evidence that you did that. You know, a picture of the core turned with your tension wrench in it, and you're pretty well golden. And these are simple locks. Uh, some examples would be like a master lock number three, a cutaway practice lock, or one of the clear acrylic plastic locks. They count. Any lock, any tool. You can do it with a paperclip. Doesn't matter. That's your foot in the door. You are basically a beginning lock picker. Now, the next belt is yellow belt. At this belt, you understand the basic function of locks and technique to pick them. Normal padlocks crumble at your very glance and you've moved on to higher quality cylinders, some of which may even contain security pins. To get this belt, you have to have picked one of the locks on the approved list or something equivalent, which you kind of have to get permission from them to to qualify it as a yellow belt lock. But whenever it says uh, you have to pick a lock on this list or similar, if it's not on the list, just go onto the Reddit or the Discord and say, hey, I have this lock. I think it's equivalent to this. And they can give you a ruling of yes, it is, no, it isn't, or it's actually a higher belt sometimes. So just go there. It's easy to get clarification. Anybody can, or well, not anybody, but... There's almost always somebody on that can answer those questions. Uh, at this level, you still can submit uh, either photo or video to uh, prove that you've picked the lock. The types of locks would be like a master lock 140, 141, a quick set, simple quick set mortise without security pins. So the next belt is orange belt. Those security pins designed to keep you out are powerless against you. You're starting to find locks containing them easier to pick than those without. Your family is also starting to look at you and your growing collection of locks a bit strangely. It's okay, we understand you. Let's get an orange belt on you to confuse them further. The requirements for this are uh, picking the lock on the list, uh, examples like uh, Master 150 and Abus 83, a Brinks mortise or deadbolt with security pins. So the locks at this level are going to have some type of security pins you know, one or more in the lock. And uh, at this level, you're required to submit a video proof of uh, picking the lock. With one exception, if the lock is non, or if the lock cannot be disassembled, then you don't, you can do just a photo. But any lock that can be disassembled, you're going to need to provide a video because they need proof that you didn't modify the lock. The next belt is green belt. Higher quality locks with even more security pins. Some of these locks have dead cores, and it's not just because you've picked them to death. It might also be that you started down the dimple lock road. 
You've also started your development as a lock surgeon, gutting them and getting them back together again. Now at this level, you have to single pin pick the lock on the list. You can no longer rake or zip them open. You have to single pin pick them. Locks such as uh, Abyss 7240s, Master Lock 410 Lotto Locks, some of the American clones. And they need video proof of you picking the lock, disassembling or gutting the lock, and reassembling the lock. There's instructions on the list for if you have a lock that cannot be gutted. You basically have to pick a lock of the green belt level and then gut and reassemble a different lock. Next belt is blue belt. Transitionary phase in your mastery. You are leaving the relative calm and predictable world of standard locks behind and dipping a toe into the strange and bizarre world of high security locks. You are frequently pinning your own locks, making challenge locks, and helping new members of the lock picking community as they progress. So this has the same... After this, I'm going to stop reading the repetitive stuff. Um, each level builds on each other, so each one of these new levels will say you have to demonstrate the ability to gut and lock and put it back together. That's a standard thing. You can skip belts, but you have to meet all the requirements of the previous belts, so that's kind of why they list everything over and over again. At this level, the new things are you have to demonstrate a history of helping other pickers in some way on the subreddit on the Discord. You have to have made a challenge lock that meets certain requirements, which you can look up on the, the Reddit's page for the lock picking belt system, which it will be linked in the show notes, by the way. So you have to have made a challenge lock that meets their requirements, and you have to have shared it with a fellow picker. Uh, the locks you'll be picking at this stage are getting more difficult. You've got American 1100s style locks, Packet lock PL410s, multi-lock classics, the ones with standard pins, no security pins on those. And when you get to the purple belt, you're now picking locks that are categorically high security. They have two or more discrete locking mechanisms and are considered unpickable by nearly every locksmith on the planet. You're helping new pickers frequently and sharing challenge locks. This one basically has all the same requirements as before, except this time you have to pick and gut, or single pin pick, and gut two different locks on the list. And you're going to end up with much more difficult locks. Um, anything from like an Illinois Duo to a Medico to a multi-lock with like spooled driver pins. Definitely getting more challenging. When you get to brown belt, you are entering the realm of ultra-high security locks and becoming a pillar of the lock-picking community. You find yourself picking locks that are so difficult, tools sometimes don't even exist to open them, requiring you to make your own. Tight keyways, rotating sidebar fingers, telescoping key pens, and countermilling are the norm for you. At this level, in order... To, to get a brown belt, you have to do the requirements of everything before, plus you must have made at least one specialized tool. And then you're going to single pin pick and gut two locks on the brown belt list. You're talking locks like the Kaba Gemini, 
the Quickset Smart Key Generation 3 and Schlage Primus series locks, this is getting pretty difficult. When you get to the red belt, Ultra High Security is your middle name. Your collection is worth more than your first car, and you consistently troll eBay for deals on insane European locks. You are frequently making custom tools to pick different locks, and you are acting as a mentor to folks at blue, purple, and brown belt levels. You have to follow all the rules up through brown belt, meet all those requirements, and then you have to mentor a more advanced picker through the process of getting into a difficult lock. Along with the usual SBP and gut two locks on this list, examples would be an Abloy Classic, a Sergeant Queso, things like that. Pretty tricky locks. Now, in order to meet the highest level on this part of the system, the black belt, you're going to have to be a serious picker. The description reads as follows. Zen music plays when you enter the room. You wake up from dreams in which you are trying to figure out ways to pick the unpickable. You have mentored two or more pickers at the brown and red belt levels, and you have published the specs to at least one custom tool of your own design. To earn a black belt, world-class picking is necessary, but not sufficient. Mentoring others is necessary, but not sufficient. You must deviate from your comfort zone and complete at least two epic quests of sufficient complexity and difficulty. Black belt pickers are extremely rare, and while this system was designed with a degree of levity, earning one is a true honor and something to be very proud of. So once you've got to this level and you've completed all the requirements up through red belt, you have to have made your one specialized tool, and you have to have published, published the specifications of that tool. You have mentored at least two advanced pickers through the process of getting into a difficult lock. You have to, at a minimum, pick and gut two locks off of the black belt list, things like the Miwa PR, the Boli, the Asa Twin, most varieties, and the Multilock MT5+. Those are some of the types of locks that are on this list. Plus, you must complete two epic quests. The epic quests can be in the form of demonstrating an extra skill that's related to picking or physical security, completing and documenting a master's project of sufficient difficulty and complexity, or picking two more black belt level locks for each one of the epic quest options you want to skip. So say if you didn't want to do any of the other things, you would have to pick two off the list for your normal part of the black belt, and then two more for the first epic quest option and two more for the second one. So a total of six black belt level locks. I know at least one person has done it that way. Now, if you decide to do the extra skill part, some things that will qualify, this is not an exhaustive list, but these are just a few that they list in the documentation. You have group two safe lock manipulation, electronic projects that decode or bypass locks, key impressioning, advanced and refined pick making, machining cutaway locks, 
and exceptional knowledge of locks and lock keyways. You could also go the master's project route for one or both of your epic quests. And a couple examples there would be making a lock from scratch or formation or or formation of and leadership of a tool chapter or other community organization. You must uh, video picking and gutting accomplishments in one continuous take, just like with all the other levels, including showing all the extra security devices to ensure that nothing has been tampered with. So now that you have an idea how difficult it is to get to a black belt level, I think now you can appreciate the work that was put in by Mogzie on YouTube and in the Discord. He is the newest black belt picker that I saw as of the time I pulled this. I think it was the 6th of June. He was officially announced as a black belt picker. And their quick announcement says, please congratulate our newest black belt at Mogzi. He slayed the 3KS and Asa Twin, as well as making some advanced picks and Eboy Cutaway. So... If you haven't heard of him, he has a YouTube channel. There is a link in the show notes below. He is Mogzy, M-O-G-Z-Y. Please head over to his channel, subscribe, congratulate him for his accomplishment. It is, it's an amazing feat. All right, I don't really have anything for my events, meetups, and lock sport groups section of this. There's not a whole lot going on at the moment. So we'll move on to Discord stuff. I've got a few things on Discord here that I wanted to go over. There was a new Discord server that was brought to my attention by, uh, again, Heavy Metal Badger on my Discord. The server is called UK Locksport. And I posted real quick, seeing if I had permission to to share an invite in my show notes. I didn't get a, an answer um, I didn't have a lot of time to stick around, so I'm not going to put an invite in the show notes, but if you go to my Discord server, CBC, which there is an invite in the show notes too, on there you can probably find the information that Heavy Metal Badger posted. I also failed to mention last time how you can get an invite to the Lock Pickers United and Extraordinary League of Pickers Discord servers. So Lockpickers United Discord, go to the r slash lockpicking subreddit, and in their subreddit, uh, they have some links there. One will be the karate belt uh, system, and one one of them will also get you pointed to the uh, Discord server. So go check that out. If you can't get there there, hit me up and I can get you an invite. For Extraordinary League of Pickers, I am not personally going to provide you with an invite. I'm going to request that you go check out Dark Arts Lockpicking on YouTube. He puts a invite to the Extraordinary League of Pickers server in his description. So go check out his videos. Uh, if you don't already subscribe, subscribe to him. Get the, the invite from his link. What do we have for giveaways this week? Lockmania let me know, uh, Lockmania on YouTube, he let me know that he is 
getting close to his 750 subscribers, which is his next giveaway milestone. I think he's he's somewhere north of 730 at this point. Uh, you should go check out his channel and consider subscribing, helping him out if you don't already. He has interesting content. He hooked me early on. He did a, when I first started lockpicking, I came across his channel and he was doing a series called uh, Secret Agent Saturday, where he was using those uh, cheap secret agent lockpicks, the type you get in a little credit card case that, that really, they're not great picks. But he was using them to pick different locks of increasing difficulty each episode. So that was really interesting. And then he moved on to Crappy Pick Saturdays, which was he had two sets of cheap lock picks. And he would test them out on the same make and model lock. And he worked his way up to more and more difficult locks than that, too. And they're very interesting. And he, he does a lot of stuff like that. So go check him out. And then I got information from uh, Starry Lock on YouTube that he's having two giveaways running right now. I knew about both of these, but I I had to have his, his permission to announce them. So right now he has one running through the 18th. It's called I Want Starry's Dimples, where he's giving away uh, a set of dimple locks for you to learn on. And I I think there were some picks included in that. So if you have any interest in getting started in dimple lock picking or anything like that, that's a great one to get in on. Uh, there's a link in the show notes below to all of these giveaways and the videos that are appropriate for them. The other one is he does a weekly feature, a great service to the Locksport community. He does a weekly feature called Shoutout Mondays, where he highlights a channel with less than 100 subscribers, and then he tries to incentivize people to go check out and subscribe to that channel by doing a monthly giveaway for a uh, Law Lock Tools gift certificate. So if you... If you're interested in checking any of those out, check out the links in the show notes below, and that will take you to his YouTube channel and the appropriate video where you can find the rules and everything that's going on with there. Uh, I will again mention, because mine is going on for the whole year, this year, 2020, I'm doing a pack lock a month giveaway. It's pack lock that looks very much like the logo for this uh, podcast the orange lock with the white engraved CBC logo on it. If you are interested in that at all, head over to my channel. The rules are in the description of every one of my videos this year. Uh, so you can head over there and check that out. There's a link for my channel in the show notes as well. I want to thank the people that uh, contributed to this episode. We have uh, Heavy Metal Badger on the CBC Discord. He provided a couple of links in the uh, UK Locksport Discord server information. We have Lockmania on YouTube who uh, let us know about his upcoming giveaway milestone and Starry Lock with his two giveaways. And then uh, a lot of the information was pulled from the Lockpicking subreddit. I want to give a special thank you to Southampton Lockpicking Club on YouTube. They have been 
one of the most supportive channels out there. They are constantly watching videos, listening to uh, my wife and I's podcast. They leave great, great detailed comments. You can tell that they're actually watching and listening and paying attention. They they hit on details that most people don't. So it's very obvious that they're actually involved and they're they're paying attention. And it's it's a great feeling when you get a comment like that. I'm not capable of leaving that detail of comment. I don't know how they do it so often. They but they do it for the entire community. So please show them the same love that they show everybody else. Go check them out. And then uh, another great one is uh, I want you to go check out Dark Arts Lock Picking on YouTube. He uh, he did a recent video on mental health that that really hit home for me. Um, again, was part of the the reason I was able to get up the nerve to do this uh, this podcast was some of the talk he did and the bravery he showed in talking about that stuff. So go check him out. Give him a like. Give him a subscribe, please. As a personal favor to me, if you're enjoying this podcast, go check those two out. And that's going to be pretty much it for this week. Remember, this podcast can't exist without your support. So please keep sending your news, links, and giveaway information in. You can send them to charles at charlesbuildscrap.com or any of the other contact methods that I have listed in the show note. Thank you. And remember, keep it legal and follow the rules. must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most, and that is the indifference of good men.